trans people have always been a really small community and we've always been, you know, as long as the internet has been around, trans people have been online trying to find other people um, like like us because, you know, if you're a rural trans person um, and you're not in a major city, it can be really hard to find people who share an experience with you. It can be really lonely. And, um, you know, the flip side of that is like a lot of trans people especially kind of like early on, or if they're more openly gender non-conforming, um, face a lot of real world obstacles. So socializing online becomes a safer alternative for people. And I think this dynamic was really amplified during the pandemic um, where, you know, a lot more people were feeling comfortable kind of making changes to their gender identity or the way that they present themselves um, on the internet. And so, uh, people saw that and were like, oh my God, where is this coming from? This is this huge trend. And, you know, the, the data shows that it isn't. And, you know, to the extent that there was a blip during the early stages of the pandemic, it seems like it's probably fading. Um, a lot of that's probably artificial, frankly, due to the kind of level of backlash that there's been in the society. Like, I can see why somebody who is considering coming out as trans now might, you know, take a beat, Um I, I came out as trans during the Trump administration and that was scary. And, you know, I think that where we are now is is kind of scarier for trans people. And, you know, I do think that things will get better and I'm, I'm very glad that I came out when I did. But, um, you know, I think people telling the world that they're trans has always been very responsive to what the cultural um, environment is like and whether they feel like they'll be safe with that information. One thing I'm I'm, I'm curious because I, I, yes, it's going to get better, and I think what we've talked about with these studies show people aren't as hateful as and and, and the scale of uh, of this hate is not as big as the internet might make us think, especially when you have some of the top right wing pundits obsessing over this kind of stuff. You know, a vast majority of people are not that online and aren't taking everything they say and being spoon-fed by it. You, you know, Fox is an influential force for sure, but nightly viewership, peak viewership is around 4 million for a, a primetime hour. Yeah. Think about that. People need to think about that in the scale and size of this country at large, right? So we, I think that should be cause for optimism. And especially, I, I, you could draw parallels to marriage equality in this country. We're at the point now where Republicans don't even want to touch it. Like, well, some still do, of course, but like there are so it is so different than it was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, we just, many won't even touch it. And I it's because for some of them, it affected them personally, which is an unfortunate way that they reached that conclusion. But if that's what it had to take for us to get to the point where Congress doesn't doesn't even want to touch it. OK, sure. I guess take even a moderate win. We're going. I think we're going to see the same sort of evolution on this issue as well. What do you tell people, and what should listeners understand about having these conversations with their maybe an uncle who's not quite there yet, maybe kind of means well but is a little misled? What? How should listeners talk to their friends and family about this issue to get more people to a point of acceptance and understanding on this issue? Yeah, um, you know, I think. <laughs> This is the kind of answer that lends itself really poorly to Twitter um, because it's it's complex, right? Like um, 
I think there's this idea out there right now that, you know, people will say I'm trans and there's this huge pressure for everybody in their life to accept them immediately. I don't think that's what really happens in practice. I think, you know, when I um, came out to my parents, they were frankly not great about it. And a lot of that was because they were worried about me, right? Like they just, you know, they have this child who they care about, whose future is important to them. And, you know, suddenly they're finding out that their child's going to have a statistically tougher life and face statistically more obstacles than they might otherwise have had. I think a lot of, a lot of families go through that um, and come out on the other side when you recognize that, um, you know, trans people are people and that being yourself allows you to flourish in a way that you just, you just can't when you're pretending to be somebody else. Um, So, you know, I think that the conversation needs to be about, you know, I get people all the time online who are like, you're deluded, right? Like you're insane. You have a mental illness. Like this is not making you better. And the thing that I always just think there is, um, you know, just because you do not understand something doesn't mean that it's not real. Uh, I, I feel like there's this pressure where everybody is supposed to have a take on trans people and like a kind of expert level you know, gender understanding, right? Like we're all supposed to understand what's going on here. And like, I'm not a scientist. I, you know, have theories about what's going on based on my own experience, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, The most impactful thing for me was when I was first out, I remember I was talking to this trans dude um, and he had come out, you know, 10 years ago, like ages ago. He'd just been doing this for a while. And, um, great guy, my friend Charlie, he's a, he's a comedian, really funny. Um, and he was like, you know, I have these moments where I'm like, this is insane, right? Like, what am I doing here? This doesn't make any sense, but I'm so much happier. And so I think we just need this understanding of like, you know, you don't need to understand it. Um, you, you can, you know, there are certainly more things that need to be studied but I cannot imagine living my life any other way. I would not want to imagine living my life any other way. And I think it's weird to like try and force other people to live their life in, in a specific way. Like I just, you know, transitioning for me uh, cured my lifelong struggle with, you know, low level depression. It cured my alcohol abuse problems. It, it just made life a lot easier. And so you know, I think when people see people go through this experience and, and how they blossom, <laughs> I, I know that's corny, but I, I think that matters. And I think that impacts people. Absolutely. I think it's, it's cause for celebration. Like, It's weird that you would be unhappy or somehow let another person or a stranger's growth and personal development and finding fulfillment in their life influence you and that reaction being one out of anger or spider hatred that's the weird thing yeah if if someone's happy with themselves that's great we should we should want that yeah i mean the you know the daily wires michael knowles had his whole speech about how we you know we must eradicate transgenderism from public existence and his logic there was that he was like well it's a lie and if it's a lie you can't do it and so like okay you know michael knowles is a devout catholic Um, he seems to find a lot of joy in his Catholicism and a lot of meaning. And I don't believe that stuff. 
Um, you know, that that's that's not the, the reality that I'm living in. But I'm not going to go around like screaming on the street corner that he's deluded and that if he doesn't change his ways, his life is going to be miserable. I bet when he logs off, he's like pretty happy, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think any of these, for his sake. I don't think any of these guys know what it is to be truly happy. They all sit I don't around. Think Matt Walsh is happy. They all sit around drinking whiskey and smoking cigars because they think it's what like men are supposed to do. And really, they're like, <laughs> this yeah. is great. I love this. This is so wonderful. <laughs> That's what I think they do in their spare time. Thank you for listening to this sample of the Insurgents podcast. To hear the rest of this episode and for more bonus content, please subscribe at theinsurgents.substack.com.